You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heideman and Paul Farber. We are two music experts. Being experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two Guys, One Album. That's right. He just doesn't waste any time. Just blows right in, huh? It doesn't uninvited. Comes in with guns a blazing. Typical back to just get right into the music, get right into the beat. Welcome in, everybody. This is Michael Heideman. I'm Paul Farvar. And you're listening to Two Guys, One Album. And Paul, might I just say it's great to see you again. It's great to be back. We uh, haven't been here together in a while here at the WGN Studios, the world famous Mm -hmm. studios. Here in Chicago, Illinois, overlooking this great, great city of ours. And not only that, another great thing is that we're going to be taking a look at Beck's Odelay, which by some standards was one of his most popular albums. Yes, a lot of people say it's his greatest album. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it's one of the greatest albums of the 90s. Ugh. I don't agree. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Paul doesn't like Beck. <laughs> I don't like Beck. But here's the thing. I respect him. I've always thought he was su- supremely talented. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, we're listening to uh, my album. This is my CD. Probably yeah. hasn't been listened to in 20 years. You know, this is the only album I think you've brought in, and I'm holding it right now against the microphone, that isn't <laughs> cracked. So I can, wait. Oh, no, I take it back. No, it, it hasn't been right listened here. to. <laughs> I bought it for this song. Uh, my my best friend Colby Payne is a huge huge Beck fan. Shout out to you, Colby. But he's still like, oh, anytime we go on road trips or we're on the road or uh, anywhere, he puts in a Beck album. And I'm just like, no. Mm-hmm. And I think it's you know, look. First of all, we have to lay out the disclosures. Every episode uh, is 30 minutes or less. We have never gone over 30 minutes on this podcast, so you are lucky. Rarely, one, I think we went one second over one time. One time, and, and if if you can you can find an episode that where we did, write us at two guys one album at gmail And I heard that if you spell out two guys one album, the the number two and one, you spell it out, you can't find it. It's th- <laughs> you got to write the number two and the number. Number one. Yes, it's all it's all number based. And if you know, I also heard that if you type two guys one album backwards, you can hear the devil talking to you in an album. Devil's haircut, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I also want to point out that hey, we're having fun on this, like we say in the beginning. We're we're giving you our opinion. We do have some information we dropped during the episode. So yeah, don't bits get of all knowledge. don't get all hot and bothered and get your panties in a in a bun, as, as the kids like to say. In a bun or a bunch? In a bun. It's a bun it's like a hair bun on your panties you got to think outside the bun sometimes paul yeah so we're just talking that's it and uh with that being said this is the first song on the beck odelay album uh released in 1996 by david geffen records dgc records also counting crows were on that album i might add or that record label i might add really Mm -hmm. okay Listen there was a compilation episode. of DC DGC records in 96 and this Man. was on there. Can we just say how great and how seamless that Devil's Haircut song is? It just kind of just flows through just We didn't even get to listen to it. We were talking beat. through it. And and you know the good thing about Beck is he does follow the pop 
requirements of just three minute songs. Short, sweet, gets to the point. But Devil's yeah, Haircut, great song. Probably the best song in the album. Now, this next song, Hot Wax, number two. Okay, might I just add that I have rarely, if ever, put on a back album and listen to it all the way through. So this is the first time I'm hearing a lot of these songs, in fact. And I kind of see myself as a music insider, like we say in the beginning, and mm-hmm. I, I'd like to know a lot of, about back, and I'd like to know a lot about the artists that I'm listening to. This album came out in 1996. I said that already, Michael. I No, I'm, I'm making a point here, though. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the, uh, the insane notion that Beck would create and write this whole album by himself dubbing in funky you know samples and it's almost a la Beastie Boys like you can hear the cool back samples, beats yeah. a lot of cool samples that weren't a lot of, that weren't really seen I mean in 1996 you're thinking about bands like Blink uh, not, not Blink-182 uh, but Blink-182 I'm thinking of uh, artists like Britney Spears Christina Aguilera Hanson that, the, a lot of those artists are really coming into their own in 1996 Matchbox 20 <laughs> that that putting out a, an album like this, this exemplary uh, this exemplary album was the antithesis of indie rock at the time. I mean, this guy really paved the way. So he might be the godfather I, of, of this kind of uh, sound in the 90s. I, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that the sampling was pretty big back then. You know, BC Boys, uh, Paul's Boutique had come out, and they were that doing That came out of, 10 years before this album, right? 1986. Uh, no, that was, uh, that's License to Ill. Uh, oh, Paul's, that's right. Paul's Boutique came out, and they started sampling more. License to Ill had a lot of Led Zeppelin beats and, and samples, but this one... I do like the fact this song, Hot Wax, has Pretty Purdue sample on it and, and Rasputin's stash. It's just those random funky songs. But I think that that was like a like a hip, hip thing to do back then where there was, you know, uh, there was sampling and a lot of stuff. But, but in the sense of indie rock, I mean, I think that he was doing a lot of stuff that was already being done. What was more indie rock than back in the 1990s? In the in the mid-1990s? Nothing. I think it was very. But you said antithesis. I'm like, this is exactly... I don't know. Maybe I don't know what antithesis means. We can look it up later. <laughs> but speaking of words and weird meanings, the title is actually the phonetic English rendering of the Mexican slang interjection, orale. Oh, which, orale, you mean. No, it's... But the Mexican slang interjection... Orale, it's O-R-A-L-E, which translates roughly to listen up or what's up. The phrase Odale is repeated in the lyrics during the outro of the song Lord Only Knows. Which is the next song on the album. Oh yeah, it is the next song. You know what, let's just skip over to the next song then. Well, no, 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 Hot Wax was actually, I want to say before we get there, that I actually liked that song. It was pretty cool. I probably haven't heard this song like you said. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard this album all the way through since like the '90s. And it's funky. It's, it's putting bad. me. It's putting me in a good mood. Yeah, it's not bad. And just to keep going on about the about the title itself is actually a pun on "Oh Delay." So, oh, delay, because the album took so, so long to record, and that's why he was trying to do that. The album's cover, of course, is is one of the most famous covers you can find. You can see it on a lot of Rolling Stone, Best of albums, and it's actually of a Commodore, a rare Hungarian breed of dog with a heavy... Looks like a mop. Yeah, I always thought it was a mop. It's a dog? I I guess so. Crazy old So, this is a song, Lord Only Knows, number three, and this is what you were just talking about. 
got the words uh, Odelay at the end. I love about this music is I've been trying to get more and more into the the use of pedals and the use of finding your own sound. Holy shnikes. This is a, such an interesting take on this. Because think about how much you need to morph with your pedals when you're playing guitar. Because you used to be in a band. I used to be in a band. Yeah. I play music now here in Chicago. And I'm always trying to find what the perfect sound would be. He's got great pedals. This is great. He's he doing does, some good stuff he's a here. Great, I, I like the guitar sounds he gets on, on all his albums and all his... Uh, I, I like the that he combines the guitar sounds with the beats and uh, the samples that he adds. Mm-hmm. And this is a good song. I like it. I, it's kind of funny that like the more I listen to it, I'm like, you know what? This isn't that bad. I <laughs> know. I hate when this I happens. Yeah. I want to shit on an album <laughs> so bad. And then <laughs> we just get into it after a while. This is like somebody was Lord listening. Somebody was good. listening to, uh, um, <laughs> they're like, hey, I thought you make fun of albums. I listened to Rufus Wainwright and you guys just were loving on it the whole that time. That one was one we knew we were going to love because it's <laughs> one of our, both of our favorites. But mm-hmm. this one, you know, my problem with Beck in the 90s is I've said people that know my music style. Mm-hmm. I like songs with great vocals and I like songs with great lyrics. He doesn't have either. He doesn't have a good voice. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. doesn't. It's very he, unique though. It's uh I mean, so is mine. It doesn't mean it's good. Hey, but um give yourself some credit, Paul. Oh, Your you voice should is listen fine. to some of the songs I used to sing. But uh We will do an episode of that one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that like his his lyrics are silly, you know, and we talked about that with Blink one eighty two and Alkaline Trio, although Alkaline Trios were not silly. Um but that's why I was turned off by him because my first thing is vocals, harmonies, and shit like that, and and there's none of that here. Well, there's a little harmonies, but yeah. But uh, I just I never got into it. But now you know now I'm older and I'm like, man, this is just cool. It's a cool vibe, and I like these songs so far. It's very <laughs> it's very ahead of its time. I mean, if you put it yeah. out this album today, people would not know that it was from 20, 30 years ago. It's crazy. Who um, are the people that have been influenced by Beck? Has anyone ever said, hey, you know, Beck was... That's like a my... really good point. I've never heard anyone say that. Well, his dad himself was a great composer who uh, who arranged and conducted really? yeah many albums, and he worked on new, numerous films. He was a Canadian-born arranger. Whatever Al Hansen? <laughs> Al Hansen. Well, his last name is Hansen. He's one of the Hansen brothers. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're just kidding. We're nothing if we're not accurate on this show. But yeah, I mean, this album, people talk about it, Billboard, Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, all have it listed as like one of the greatest albums. Mm -hmm. I don't see that, but I will say that the more we listen to this, I, I really like this song. So far, I haven't hated a song. Now I know... There is a song on this album that I absolutely can't stand, and we'll, we'll get there. But I think it's Lord yeah, Only it's Knows is not bad. Lord Only Knows is a great song. Um, let's go to the next one real quick because we're trying to keep this tight. Yeah. Um, we've got number four oh, is one new of pollution. Come on, one of the greatest songs on the album. This is how I kind uh, of got it. Remember this music video when it came out on MTV? Yes. And the uproar it caused. Why? What was the uproar? Just no uproar of love. Oh, this was those contours. I if you weren't into it? the album before, this song puts you in the mood for the album. I didn't like this song. <laughs> I like Devil's Haircut, and so far I've liked all the songs. But let me, let me, let's listen to it. Maybe I'll, I'll remember it differently. She's got a cigarette on me, chum. She's got the lily white cat crazes. She's 
A lot of these sampled songs like this, it's just the same. There's no verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. That I, you know, that's kind of like what I like in music, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not there. Okay, so, that's fair. But I mean, whatever. It's a catchy. It's got a catchy riff, but it's you know three minutes and thirty nine seconds of the same riff, and they take a little break in the middle. Not a fan. Yeah, I well. You can only do that his, so many times. His writing reminds me of I can't remember who exactly the poet is, but it was a lot of this obscure poet. beat. Yeah, a lot of obscure beatnik kind of words clashing in with each other, which didn't really make sense together. But together they made this great melodic kind of song. So she has a carburetor tied to the moon, uh, pink sunglasses. You know all the things that he's he's singing about in this song. They you don't really notice the words or how they go together but it just sounds right and that's mm. something that Beck's always been able to do uh, you know I didn't take any mushrooms or acid in the 90s so maybe that's the problem <laughs> maybe you should maybe have maybe I should have you would have I liked this like that, a lot more you know I feel like I've always wanted to experiment those those uh, hallucinogenics but it's like I'm too old now I feel like the the, the time has passed to try Shrooms for the first time. Really? Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna do it. I think didn't uh, John Lennon try it when he was like you know in his late 30s, early 40s? Mm, How old are you? I don't <laughs> think so. Mid 50s. I'm 58. <laughs> you know, I did a show recently, and my friend, my ex friend Kyle Scanlon, said ex. on stage, he goes, "Paul's like 58," and I was like, "Come on!" And then after the show, some girl came up. She goes, "I can't believe you're 58." I'm like, "He was." freaking kidding like are you kidding me right now that the fact that someone actually thought that like ruined my night and i went home and cried and ate a whole pizza <laughs> but anyway speaking of crying this song new pollution is making you cry yeah let's let's move on everyone knows this song it's not doesn't do it for me derelict is the next song. i think it's just those those horns over and over again anyway yeah. at the end of the song <laughs> so this song which i didn't know derelict uh has i just want to celebrate by the rare earth in there as a sample all right so immediately you know what this beginning reminds me of it reminds me of a story that i once heard okay. that there was this mysterious album that was supposed to be put out many years ago by this band called pink floyd and they're pr- <laughs> and they, this is the time when they were in their in their drug period and they were doing a I lot I thought they were of, always in their drug period. <laughs> they were doing okay. a lot of hallucinogenics, um, a lot of alcohol was involved and the producer nearly lost his mind because they were trying to create this album. Sid Barrett. Sid he Barrett? Was in, he wasn't the producer, he was in the band. He did lose his mind. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, this might be one of the causes. So when they when they tried to create this album of purely kitchen appliances, so they were trying to like make an entire oh, album of... the noises, of, yeah. Yeah, of listening, of like forks clanging against each other. And then by the one day where the producer said he needed to listen to three hours of them trying to make the right kind of pitch with the rubber band snapping he just said wow. F this album I'm out yeah, I'm yeah. out and this is this sounds like what's going on with this does, does Beck go into the studio with saying hey you know what I think that a I bunch like of clanging sound. clanging sounds right here and then we're going to go into this great um, bell orchestra and more know. didgeridoo please I don't more. know is there didgeridoo in this maybe some trash cans in the back alley I need some of that smacking you know this derelict I 
I don't like this song so far. But I don't hear the the sample. I just want to celebrate. And I feel like it might be at the end, but I don't think we're going to make it that long. <laughs> Is this song doing anything for you? You know what? I'm going to just do the, with the power of our podcast. We can skip to the end of the song, and I'm going to see if it comes up. It's peaked. By the way, this peaked at the billboards to 200 in 1996 at 16 in the U.S. And the U.K. went to 17. Wow, so not as high as I thought. At the time, it didn't do that well. As uh, In <laughs> hindsight, everyone's like, oh, it's the greatest album. This song is just him going to his producer. We need more gong in the back, please. There's a lot of percussive instruments here that just doesn't do it for me. But All right, Derelict. Next song, Novocaine, number six. All right, there we go. Back to the good guitar, bass lines. Jazzy, jazzy percussion going into the samples. I don't even remember samples. this song. And it's my album. Did I mention that this is my CD? See, like, this is something you listen to in the background if you're on a road trip and you're not listening, like, you just want to talk to your fr- with your friend. Yeah. You're not going to listen to the song and jam. It's just, like, background music. Or if you're, like, maybe it's, like, at a party. This is, like, Migos for people my age at a, at a, <laughs> at a <laughs> party. Okay, it's, that's, that's Migos fair. Migos is in the background. It's bumping. And people are like, cool. You yeah. know, it's fine. Yeah. It's a good vibe creator. There's Pre-party. I'm sure, I'm sure that there's a lot of Migos songs where people are like, I just can't get into it. But this is so interesting because this is only his second album. And he's already putting out such like ex- experimental music right. like this already, which you got to give credit But that's for. all he was doing. I mean, he, he always kind of did that. He was, you know, to be honest, he was kind of always a weirdo in him <laughs> himself. Like when he was... Uh, uh, when he Back was six- weird, no. <laughs> when he was 16, he would busk music out in New York. Yeah. And he actually dropped out of uh, school after junior high and later said, because he felt like a total outcast. He said that he thought school was important, but he felt unsafe there. So this, but he be- went to LA and became a Scientologist. So He did? He is a Scientologist. Is that true? That's a true story. Really? And you know what? Here's another thing that talking about the Beastie Boys the Dust Brothers produced this album and they also produced the Beastie Boys not licensed ill but they were the, they did Paul's connected Boutique with, they did Paul's yeah. Boutique which shows you some of the interesting. so um, so the Dust Brothers were part of this yeah I love how, I love that thread that you just pulled I, I'm not some idiot up here just talking about music I'm a music insider that's right did you not hear the intro it's funny people? because we say we're just having fun but the truth is we know a hell we know of a lot sh- about music a shit ton we know about so music. much bring it more on more than you email us more than you whoever you are listening I know you're listening Rick Rubin <laughs> I know more than you about music, Adam Duritz. Okay, so this song started cool, and then now it's all weirded out. I'm I'm not vibing on it anymore. Beck fell Michael? asleep. The Dust Brothers are just like, yeah, I don't, I'm not feeling. See, it. like it's just there's no peaks and valleys, and I know people are like, you aren't listening. It's in the right now. It's happening. No, it's not. I, I know we're gonna get letters like that too. It's gonna be like you don't understand what he was going for in this song. It was actually about his landlady, and that's the reason why he's he's writing <laughs> that about is about this. his wife. We got that. Idiot. You mentioned no, you mentioned um, our good friend Adam Duritz, and he comes up a lot in our in our podcast. 
He's he does. Through line. Uh, he is known to date a lot of different movie stars and actresses. He, I think he, he dated did. the entire Friends, cla- uh, Friends cast, including David Schwimmer. But that's not accurate. Beck actually married actress Marissa Ribisi, the twin sister of, act- of actor Giovanni Ribisi. Who was on Friends. Who was on Friends. That's the point I was trying to make. He was I knew where Phoebe's going. brother. So, in a way, I think Beck and Adam Duritz were dating at one time, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Anything, if not so, accurate. Speaking of wow. which, what's the next song? It's the song Jackass. Let's do it. Okay, I remember this song. This is in a lot of movies. So, I, I like this song because, um, you know, it's all over now, Baby Blue by the band Them. That's this is the song. If you listen to the original version of it, it's the same intro and then it goes into a great vocals. The real singer them. It's got this great soulful song and then that comes in and ruins it. <laughs> but this is a good song. This is my favorite song on the album. It's just—it's a great chill song. This is the one of those last songs you'll put on a mix CD for a girl. I feel like <laughs> if you had enough time, if on you have, if CD. you have four, if you have four so, minutes and twelve seconds left. So it's funny. Uh, Devil's haircut and this song were both samples from the band Them, mm-hmm. and uh, and Them should have gotten a big blowback or blow up because of this album and they really didn't and a lot of people don't even know i mean people know the song it's all over now baby blue but they don't know that this intro is this whole the 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 riff in the background that's going back and around the, mm-hmm. the, the catchy vibe is all them hmm. is all them get it i get it I guess we were I didn't mean I didn't mean to do that. But yeah. It's very pretty. Great song, very cool vibe song, and I and I like how at the end it picks up. It's where it's at, man. Then you're not gonna play the ending part? Oh, you want me to No, it's alright. People don't want Paul's wiping a tear right now. No, everybody. it's not a sad <laughs> song. But it's it's kind of it's it's upsetting to me that, you know, it's such a beautiful song and them the band them has such a great soulful voice that comes in on that. And then uh and then the the riff is is um, credited to Beck, which yeah, God, you know, God bless him. He's got he's great. At, well, I shouldn't say God bless him because he's a Scientologist. Maybe they have a different. Um, it's Lord Zenu. Lord Zenu, bless and, him. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the it's it's just such a good song, and uh, and the catch the the catch of that song, the whole the whole thing is from them, not his vocals and his I've been. You know, it's not. Yeah, but it, much credit to them. I guess it's credit to him as an A and R guy to mm-hmm. know what's a catchy hook in a song. Is Beck so Beck is That's, good yeah. at finding hooks, you know, he, that, and working them into songs with his average voice. Yeah, it, that's right. I said it. <laughs> I summed it up. It, it's where it's at, and that's the next name of the song. Uh, we go from the best song on the album to the second best song. The worst song on the album. Where it's at. I can't stand the song and the video, but let's play it for the folks. The first single that was released from Odelay, released on July 11th, 1996, followed by Devil's Haircut and The New Pollution. Those were the big three of this album. This 
and Loser are the reasons why I hate Beck. Could there be a, a song that was played more on MTV than Probably this song? Probably not. And the video was so over the toply trying so hard to be funny and it was just not funny when he was dancing on yeah. a, at the uh, car salesman and it was like the guy the weird guy singing and dancing i was like come on this is just so yeah. chintzy and people were like cra- they couldn't comprehend two turntables on a microphone i remember that was such a on the tip of everyone's and tongue the whole where it's like i got this song drives me nuts I can't stand it. I'm going to exercise what I haven't exercised on any episode yet. You are going to use your one given skip. I'm going to skip this song. You're going to skip where it's at. It makes... And you know what? It's I have such a... Just a... So I don't know what it is, but like a, a wretched feeling. This song, and nothing bad happened to me to this song. I wasn't violated or anything during this song, or rejected, or or arrested, thrown out of a car, thrown out of a car, but speeding just, car. I just hate this song, so I'm I'm exercising it. And here we go, Paul's skip. one skip. Which brings us to Sissy Nick. I've got minus on this. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you're right. I'm wrong. I thought you, you're just calling me a sissy neck, Paul. How no, dare you? Minus is two minutes and 32 seconds. Let's hear it. This is like his skit, maybe. This is the song where he's like, you didn't like where it's at? Well, I'm going to hit you right in the nards with minus. So it's funny. The name on this is Brian Paulson is accredited on this album. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I had a company called Shushan Boy Productions, we had an a email that everyone could check in as our intern. Which was a real was a fake person, and the name was Peter Paulson. Hmm. Huh. How about that? You know, I, I didn't really, know anyone named Paulson with the last name. I love how you uh, how you were mentioning the samples that he uses, but we didn't go over the fact that in where it's at, it's the most samples of, of the entire album. Sex yep. for Teens by uh, Stanley Z. Daniels, Needle Needle for the Groove by Matronix, Lee Dorsey. Uh, Get out of my life, oh, yeah. woman. Get out of my life, That's a popular woman. song. And Military the frogs. Scratch. I don't care if you disrespect me. <laughs> I man, much love for the frogs. Yeah, that's a great band name. This song minus is garbage so far. I feel like they peaked. Uh, I think I think one through seven on this was the hit. I haven't seen anything after this worth listening to. Where's that? Is garbage minus. I'm really looking it's just forward like to like a jam. He's like, this song. He was like, look, I can do a song without samples, and they were all like, Dust Brothers, were like, no, you can't. And then he tried. He's like, "All right, let's just make it two And minutes. then they, the Dress Brothers were like, "All right, let's look at let's look at the uh, the layout for the album. Uh, what songs should we minus off the album?" He's like, "How about this one right here?" And we'll just call it minus, <laughs> we'll so everyone knows minus. we didn't want it on the album. <laughs> Dust Brothers wanted nothing to do with this. In fact, they didn't want anything to do with it so much that they wrote. They didn't want to have a production credit on it. Actually, said no. Look, it says <laughs> produced by Beck, Hanson, Mario Caldato, and Brian Paulson. Oh yeah, does the Dust Brothers' name is not associated with the song? They, they now people left. are gonna write in and be like, you know, Brian Paulson is one of the Dust Brothers. Well, you know what? Maybe that's accurate, but on this album, they didn't want to be called Dust Brothers, so this isn't a Dust Brothers album. So if that's accurate, Brian Paulson, if that's your real name, mm-hmm. come yeah. at us. Come at us. Write us two guys one album at gmail Also, you can find us on Twitter too at two guys one album we just got a few new followers the other day which is pretty cool uh the production team on this album is pretty extensive let's go over it real quick beck hansen of course dust brothers like paul has been mentioning (laughs) brian paulson mario caldato jr paul rothrock rob schnapp beck ahmed wallace (laughs) ahmed wallace makes an appearance 
Are you sure? I, saw, I thought I, I saw his name in there. Shauna O'Brien, Mark Cates, John Silver. Oh, man, you know, this is... These are all like his group yeah. and his Scientology group. They're like, can I get a credit on there? Like, yeah, man, whatever of course, you man, want. What do you need? You okay, me. we moved on to the sissy neck this is the side sissy. of the album. See, now it's got like a darker trying hard... It's, again, like that trying to be like hip and funny and silly i don't like it if this is a perfect album which if it was a vinyl these would be the perfect b-sides because a lot of the albums that we've been listening to put a lot of good songs at the end but this is keeping it all all the end all shit songs they're like nobody's gonna everyone's he's like after jackass no one's gonna listen to this (laughs) the dust brothers were actually only paid for the first seven songs (laughs) and they were just like we're we're out they're like what you don't have enough for the rest Two turntables. Go call Mario Caldato and Brian Paulson (laughs) from your Scientology group. Ahmed Wallace is sitting outside of his out of his garage with a baseball bat. He's like, "You guys need anything? (laughs) You guys need you need a backup vocals? Hey, I got a gong in my back seat. I can play it anytime." And just for the record, that's a callback to Lauren Hill. You're gonna have to listen to that after our episode. Listen to that one, please. You know, he was born back B E K David Campbell in Los Angeles. As I said before, his his parents were both artists in their own right his dad was a composer his mom was an actress and they were involved in the Andy Warhol factory surprise surprise they were all a bunch of weirdos is what I'm trying to get to Uh, his mom was really into art she's also a midwife and coincidentally delivered the musician's future wife wait a minute his mom was so into art and she was also a midwife and coincidentally delivered the musician's future wife Marissa Ribisi and her twin brother Giovanni she delivered his future wife that's creepy shit now that's just crazy and then it goes into his Scientology which I'm sure all ties together with his mom birthing his, his future wife um, this song sucks. Can we just focus on how bad this song is? <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's to, go to let's Ready Made. See, he's just trying to be like, he just, I can see him singing this song and just dancing all wacky and like distracting you, distracting you from the song that this song sucks, even mm-hmm. with the coolest sampling that it has. And then he can't sing. <laughs> I mean, he's very clever. I'll give he him is. that. He's, he's very witty. clever. Seems witty in his song lyrics. This is like he seems like one of those guys who is too intelligent for his own like shoes. Like you'd hang out with him and he'd be sitting around drinking a cup of coffee and he wouldn't be saying much, but you knew that he knew everything on the planet. Eh, I don't know if he is. I think it's a lot of it's a facade. But anyway, this song has sucks. he ever changed his haircut either? It's kind of always moppy, right? I don't know. Just yeah, I think yeah, because he just won uh, Grammy recently and. And then uh, Kanye came out, and then he was like, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a few years ago. If anything, That was sea change. No, that wasn't sea change. Dedication to the haircut. All right, what's this? Ready Made, number 11? This is Ready Made. Yeah, Morning Phase was the album that he won a Grammy for. 2014. So Beck is known to write for a lot of music uh, videos and and uh, I meant to say movies, a lot of movies and TV shows. And he admittedly had turned down not once but many times for which TV show, Paul? What do you guess? To do the music for? Yes. Uh, Friends. <laughs> Welcome Close. back, Cotter. <laughs> Webster. How about Mad Men? 
Oh no, I didn't the, know that. The TV show Mad. This is it's very you know 1950s esque. You can see the the influences that he finds in, in the 1950s music. It sounds like a bad Beatles trip. To be honest, Sissy Sissy Next sounded like what Paul or you know, John would write if they were just on way too many drugs. He did remixes for David Bowie and Bjork. That's, he did. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he did some cool stuff. Again, no issues with him. Um, as a person or as a musician, definitely have mad, mad, mad respect for him as a musician. But I just don't like this album and this, especially the B side. I did. Li- I will say I was wrong about the first seven songs. Like, well, I, I liked two of them before, but now yeah, I we, like most of them. We were really getting into it for a second. Ready made is garbage. How about so high five? Rock let's see. Let's take a listen. Goes. High five. High five. That's what Borat came out. Okay, speaking of Borat, he actually brings Borat on stage many times. He performed Nausea on David Letterman's show and brought Borat on stage. So he's he's kind of like in the know. Alright, that was pretty cool, that intro. I don't know if I agree with you, but let's hear what happens with all this. Let's see what all the... When the rubble just comes to rest. Yeah, let's see what happens when the fireworks, the alleged intro, is done. Or is this the whole album? The, the whole thing is a hype. It's, all, it's a hype song. It's all hyped and then it's, there's no song. It's just it's just for Ahmed Wallace to, to announce him in the show. And now coming to the stage, we have Beck. Did Hansen. we mention Beck is coming on? <laughs> it's all hype. There's no substance yet. This is like a super poor man's BC Boys. Yes, this is. You can see the Dust Brothers influence on this one for sure. Yeah, but they didn't finish that song. They were probably like, "We need to add some melody," and they're like, "Ah, you ran out of money." (laughs) They actually they left the studio at this point. They left the studio after song seven. (laughs) This is when they started working on it, and they're like, "And Beck's like, will you come back?" Like, no. Yeah, this doesn't do it for me. All right, we're cut. What do we got? Last song on the album, huh? Yes, we have Ramshackle number thirteen. Ramshackle. Can this? This is a. Uh, this is a big moment. Oh, it's Paul. got a hidden so- track too, though. I think. Okay. On this, but will this bring Paul back to the album, ladies and gentlemen? Stand by. I, I'm liking it so far. It has kind of like a last song on the Killers album vibe, <laughs> even though that he wrote this many years before they put out their album. So long. Your blind eyes are gone. Your, Your blind eyes are. are Do you remember the the band the Weepies, Paul? No. It was like a kind of a guy girl group that kind of wrote this kind of music with the, with the old Spanish guitar, it, or at least it was a little bit about a tune all the time. A lot of bands, I think, found their influence from Beck, and they don't want to credit him with it. I don't know if that's true, but let's listen. So far, it's got a cool little sleepy vibe. I just picture him like when he's 12 years old sitting in the back of his like in his room and like staring at vinyl albums and listening to them, but not really understanding them. He's like, wow, 
Aretha Franklin, this is a really cool album. I like the beats, but then he tries to sing. He's like, oh, I can't sing. Mm-hmm. I need to just do something with all these amazing sounds because mm-hmm. I don't have the talent to sing. And then he learned how to play guitar amazingly well, but yeah. he didn't have vocals. And what he should have done was teamed up with someone who had great vocals. <laughs> you, you think that he should have just, just put himself in the back. He, yeah. named, he named his the band after himself. I know, and that's where I think I think that's where I lost. He wa- he wanted the spotlight the whole time. Well, he's kind of like the wallflower who's like I, I'm too timid and shy, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I I can't. I was I was I was surprised at how much I liked the beats on the first seven songs. But you know what? Maybe they were if we did them in a different order, I would have liked the other songs. But okay. I think after a while, you're just like, there's only so much you can take where, you know, look, Beastie Boys have a very similar thing. They do those beats and stuff, but then they have something. They have the star power in their songs mm-hmm. and their 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 passion in their voice that makes you like them. Beck is just so chill. You know, it's like... Okay. Yeah, man, if you're not going to get into the song, why should I? This is the one time I'm going to have to disagree with you. I would much rather listen to Beck singing than have the Beastie Boys scream at me right. during their their songs. And no, I mean, I love the Beastie Boys, what they did for rap rock. and I can and respect just, that. They're a great thing, but man, after hearing uh, those, the, those songs and, and going through that album, I forgot how much they just kind of power through with screaming vocals and I would much rather listen to this smoke a J and fall asleep see I don't I don't smoke pot anymore I'm so just, maybe I'm that's kidding, why I'm kidding if I, I did you. if I did I would. Uh, that's what I would want to do alright I think uh, I think I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to uh, you want to keep this song going it says another four minutes left no there's a hidden track in there but maybe we'll get the hidden track while we're doing the uh while we're doing the ratings, if they, if you can sp- speed up and see if the hidden track comes on, but I'm gonna say my I'm ready for the ratings. As you know, our rating is this the hidden track. This is the hidden track. Oh, it's just called Computer Rock. Anyway, this perfect timing for <laughs> me describing how we do the ratings. So on the ratings here, eleven is the highest you can get because in social media, eleven is when the names are no longer visible and the likes and stuff. And we do it in a liking and emoji system. I'm gonna give this album four and a half likes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a, a vinyl emoji. I'm gonna give it a dog emoji in honor of the Odelay, and I'm gonna also give it a scooter emoji. And here's why. Nice. Because scooters seem like they'd be really fun. And then you ride them for about 20 minutes. And then you're probably just like, yeah, that wasn't as fun as I thought. And then you just get off the scooter. You're like, ah, do I have to rent it for the full hour? (laughs) That's what this album is like. Because it's a full fucking hour. And Mm -hmm. you're like, man, I only like the first 20 minutes. Wow. Man, that was a deep one, huh? That's it. That you just devil cares, devil haircutted back right into his face. Boom. Oh, man. That's how you do it. What's your rating? I, I loved the picture you painted with that rating, Paul. I think yeah, I'm not some idiot up here. I'm a both, poet. <laughs> we're both getting like really, really good <laughs> at, at taking these albums apart, I feel like. Um, I'm going to give Beck's famous album, Odelay. And I want to mm. just say before you do that yes, and go give ahead. you some time. In that analogy of the scooter, you're renting the scooter. <laughs> For an hour, like on the beach, and you're like, somewhere? they're like, yeah, you can rent the scooter. It's it's forty five dollars for the hour, and then you're like, cool. I just wanted it for twenty minutes, and then they're like, no, you're gonna take it for the hour, and then you, the first twenty minutes, you're like, man, I feel like I have to keep going, but I I don't really want to ride the scooter anymore. <laughs> 
and it's not on the beach because if it was on the beach, you'd enjoy it. But it's a it's in Naperville. <laughs> You're just <laughs> doing errands. A scooter in Naperville. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. Oh man, this You're stuck. It's like You're the being Beck so album. hard on Beck. I gave him four and a half stars or four and a half <laughs> the likes. The Naperville scooter out of eleven. Is... That's good. It's not the lowest rated album. <laughs> But you're uh, you're stuck. Ultimately, in this album, you're stuck on a scooter in Schaumburg. And after the first circles. 20 minutes, the ride you get out of the scooter, you're like, man, that was fun. The wind was nice and everything. But I'm still in Schaumburg mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Naperville or whatever. There's no city. escape. Yeah. So go ahead. What was okay. your rating? Thank you for for that filler. While I thought of my rating, Bax Odelay came out in 1996. That it was at the height of its if its give it the review. Pr- Stop stalling, price. Michael. Give I'm, it your goddamn review. I'm gonna stick with a rating of four and a half stars. You just cop four and a half, half likes. likes. Four and a half likes. Copied me. Did you do four and a half likes? Yeah, I just did. You weren't even listening All to right, me. All right, I changed mine. I'm no, going to do five and a half likes. Oh, so you got prices five up. Five and ranking. a half likes. Five and a half likes for Bex Odelay. I'm going to edit this all out anyway, so it doesn't even matter. No, keep it all in. <laughs> Ten likes. <laughs> you can't do that. What's no, your rating? I'm st- okay, I was going to say four, and then I went four and a half. I didn't. I forgot that you said four. You, you know, I think the scooter on Naperville is... is I just blew you, your mind. You, you did. You did. And I, I thought I, it felt like it was a lower rating than what you actually said with that explanation. Oh, that's what the emojis are for. I'm sticking with you, Paul. I agree with you entirely. Four and a half stars. Four likes. and a half likes. Four and a half likes. Uh, is what I give this album. It was a great, great piece of artwork. I love what Beck artwork. does. It was if I if it was a movie, I would have edited down at least twenty minutes from this album. And maybe while, maybe, while on a scooter, maybe we could talk to his dad about that because I know he's involved with movies. We can edit down this album from okay. nineteen ninety six. I think it was a good, good album. And like you, I'm going to give it a few emojis here. I'm going to give it the thumbs up, just like the normal yellow thumbs up, just sure. for for good a work. White thumb. No, I'm giving yellow. Yellow. It's just it's the choice of all yeah, colors. Okay. Beck I'm, has blonde, yellow hair. He does have yellow hair. He. I'm going to give it the d- dancing lady because he knows the how to dance. Beats, he does sure. some weird dance moves, and I'm, I'm going to give it the salad. And I'm going <laughs> to make it specifically the quinoa salad because, like in the Simpsons episode, Homer does say this quote: "You don't make friends with salad." And I feel like if I put on this album in the last four songs, I wouldn't make many friends. So there we go. Four and a half stars. The quinoa Likes. salad. Four and a half four likes. likes. Four and a half God, you don't even know our system. Likes. We've been doing it for twenty years. <laughs> this is we're on episode three hundred and fifty-five, and I still I'm not down with it. Stars, darn we're gonna it! Get, we're gonna get arrested for stealing someone else's <laughs> idea on stars versus likes. All right, well that's our uh, that's our take on Beck Odelay, nineteen ninety six second sophomore album, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, like I said, like us, review us, two guys one album at gmail We don't have a website. If you want to follow me or hit me up, it's uh, Paul F Comedy is my website, or on uh, Instagram it's at Paul Farvar, and on uh, Facebook I'm Paul F Comedy. Um, and Twitter, it's Paul Farvar. Common spelling, F-A-R-A-H-V-A-R. And your address? And my address is <laughs> in Schomburg. I'll be on a scooter, oh God, in scooter going in circles. And if you want to find me, you can find me. My name is Michael Heideman. I'm a producer here at WGN. My website is michaelheideman.com. You can find me on Instagram at Arthur Fonzarelli. Yes, that's the name of the Fonz. Find me right there at Twitter, Michael Heideman. And... 
Paul, let me just tell you, this was a really fun episode. Yeah, I'm we glad, did a good job. I'm glad we took. I a, give ourselves a four and a half likes. <laughs> I'm giving it fifteen thousand <laughs> stars as well. <laughs> well, that's our episode. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Yes, we'll talk to you guys next week on another episode of Two Guys One Album. Way back when my Cadillac pants going much too fast.